Good afternoon. My name is Peter Gettler. It's my honor and privilege to be president and CEO of the Cato Institute. I want to thank you all for being here. I got, I got here when you did, and I, this is the first time I've been in this room. It's beautiful, even with a crane next to us. It's great to be on the east coast of Florida. Thank you all so much for being here. Richard Clapp, Richard actually, Richard Lundquist is the inspiration for this, I think, because uh, when I joined Cato five years ago, the first time I visited Richard, he said, you, uh, you do these events in Naples. How come you don't do anything on the East Coast? I thought, that's probably a good idea. And one of the things that's enabled us, Jenna Hume, um, our, my colleague in the back there, uh, Jenna was born in Naples, and her, she and her mother were instrumental in building our community over there. Jenna wised up a couple of years ago and said, I don't want to live in Washington, D.C. anymore after six years of Cato in D.C. She was moving back to Naples, and we said, you should still work for Cato, be a fundraiser in Florida, and it's really largely through her efforts and some of our uh, generous sponsors who have helped us to begin to build this community. It's a little more challenging over here on the East Coast because things are spread out a bit more. But we had a great event in Vero Beach yesterday, uh, the second time we've done that. We did one last year. Um, and so hopefully this will be the start of a, uh, a, a, a new tradition for us. So thank you all for being here. Thank you especially to those of you who support Cato and, uh, and our work and our mission. We really couldn't do what we do without you. And what we do, I believe, is really important. And I can be objective in that. My wife and I have supported Cato for, for 20 years. We became donors in 2000, 2001. And Cato soon became our, our family's top philanthropic priority. I, I often joke that it's a cautionary tale because uh, we started out writing checks, and next thing you know, I'm working for, for Cato full time. Um, my wife thinks I'm an idiot because she said, you know, when you write checks and they ask you to take the job, you can say, well, no, I write checks. And then if you take the job, you can say, well, I don't have to write checks anymore. She said, you're doing both. That's crazy. But the reason we got involved in Cato is because my wife and I both feel incredibly blessed to have lived our lives in a country that's relatively free. And like so many of you, or I would bet all of you, we've been able to live our version of the American dream. And we see things happening in our country and the world. David Bowes is going to give a little bit of a different take on maybe why we shouldn't be as bummed out as we tend to, to get. Um, but freedom is always at risk. Liberty is always at risk. And I think it'll be a shameful legacy if we leave our kids and grandkids a country in which they're buried under mountains of debt, where the burdens of government don't allow them to achieve their American dream. And that's, to me, what's at stake. That's what drives our sense of mission at Cato. Um, I really enjoy my job, but it's not how I would spend my day if I didn't care very deeply about what kind of world my grandkids are going to end up, really all future generations. We gravitated to Cato because, you know, Cato was founded in 1977, over 40 years ago. And we really came to see Cato as the only consistent, wholly consistent voice for liberty in the nation's capital. Cato supports liberty in every realm for every person. And we don't see too many people advocating for that. And we don't see many organizations that are willing to call out both sides. And let's face it, um, most of you probably prefer one side or the other, but they're both pretty bad. 
Um, we've seen real radicalization of the Democrats, particularly with respect to economic policy. But under Republican government, we have spending, you know, the spending problem is worse than it's ever been. Um, entitlements aren't getting enough attention. So there's a lot that needs to be called out on both sides. And what I found after five years in Washington is most people, you know, adhere themselves to one team or the other. And when their team does something they don't really like, they just keep quiet about it. And we feel that it's essential that we, uh, we, we defend liberty no matter who is assaulting it. Cato operates, uh, I think about it in, in a few broad, broad ways. One, we really see ourselves, because we're that holy, consistent voice, we see ourselves as the keeper of the flame. The, the sa we safeguard the ideas of liberty for future generations. And that's why our scholarship, our intellectual work, and our research is a very important component of our mission. Because without the ideas and the philosophy, whatever victories you might win legislatively or in the courts will be fleeting unless you have the philosophical basis to support it over the long term. But those victories are important as well and trying to drive tangible change and having direct impact on policymakers is something that we try to do. Um, we filed a lawsuit against the SEC last year, Cato Institute versus the SEC. It's a First Amendment action to basically defend the right of someone who was coerced, un unjustly accused of running a Ponzi scheme, coerced into a civil settlement with the SEC under which he's not allowed to defend himself. He has a lifetime gag order and coerced into accepting a plea bargain and spending nearly two years of his life in prison. We uh, launched a project in the middle of this year called the Project on poverty and inequality in California, because a lot of people look at California and they say this is a very affluent state with a lot of great things going on, except for the taxes and maybe the regulatory burden of government, but they don't realize California has the highest poverty rate in the country. And we think this has a lot to do with policy mistakes. In a part, state like California, a lot of those mistakes are mistakes of progressive policy, but there are mistakes of policy that are shared. By, uh, by Democrats and Republicans. And so we're taking a holistic uh, vision of poverty. Uh, Michael Tanner's quarterbacking the project. He's met with over 100 people in California in the last nine months. Advocacy groups, legislators, the governor's office, mayors, business people to really diagnose what's driving poverty in California and to try to come up with, to try to spur real reform. But at the same time, um, tell a cautionary tale to other states about roads that they may not want to go down uh, from a policy, from a policy standpoint. And then we also try to innovate to uh, find better and more impactful ways to fulfill our mission. Um, one of the things we think a lot about is how do we reach people who don't understand or appreciate the ideas of liberty? Because gatherings like this, where we get energized, spending a few hours with like-minded people, are really important. But if we're going to change the world, we have to change minds. And that means engaging constructively with people who may not agree with our point of view. We launched an exciting program last summer that's going to expand pretty rapidly. We brought 160 teachers to Cato. Uh, 
with a framework of how we restore our civic culture, um, that how do we uh, try to cool the temperature and reduce the toxicity of politics, we've, we've basically have come to appreciate that a lot of educators are concerned about this. So this is a framework under which we can bring a lot of people who are philosophically diverse. This was the most ideologically diverse group we've ever had assembled at Cato because it really did map pretty closely to what the, the composition of the educational establishment is. And we have really ambitious plans to grow our network uh, and to grow the resources that we can, to grow our network of educators so that we can increase the resources that we can make available to them and the content we can make available to them to bring into their to their classrooms. Um, so that's something that's, that's pretty exciting. I'll let you eat, and we'll come back with the program. But again, thank you for being here, and all of you in the, uh, in the room who are sponsors of Cato, we, uh, we deeply and sincerely appreciate your, uh, your support and your generosity, your passion for liberty and for our mission.